Welcome to Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, the podcast dedicated to the commercial food equipment fair industry. My name is Pat Fiddler. I'm a lead master certified technician at Gerald Parsons. My goal is to shine a light on what I believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service technician can work in. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, I talk with Adrian Garcia from Reliable HVACR. The Commercial Kitchen Chronicles podcast is proudly sponsored by Vega and the Vega Trades Education Network. Vega is a leader in press technology and a large supporter of trade education through the V10 program. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Commercial Kitchen Chronicles. Tonight, it's just myself, but I was fortunate enough to have Adrian come on. Adrian Garcia with Reliable HVACR. You guys should all know Adrian by now. If not, you must be sleeping under a rock. So thanks for coming on, Adrian. I know it was kind of short notice, but. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, you know, just got out of work and i'm here now <laughs> and i work in still a 100 degrees in south texas yeah i'm already tired of it dude it, it's been it's like summer most of the year and we've had uh right now i'm doing maintenance i'm just like sick sick of doing that already and then uh compressors left and right just going out nice nice uh, I've done a couple yeah it's good it's good money you can't complain right but get tired of it <laughs> yeah so I noticed like when I start doing more social media stuff, I like I want to work less because I want to like focus on editing and get some other stuff going. But I know yeah. I one to feed the other because I'm not making anything off this. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I have fun doing it, but I don't make the money to pay the bills off this. So I got to keep working too. Oh, definitely. Um, and people, you know, they don't understand that sometimes that, that we have a real job. And then like us that's in the trades, whether it's like, you know, the content creators you see that are in HVAC or plumbing, you know, there, there's a bunch of, of good ones across the board. But you got to remember, those guys do that after work, after they get out free time on their weekends, you know. So all that stuff is like a like a second job, basically. Yeah, I mean, I said that, you know, at the HVAC Tactical Awards last year when I won, I was like, I'm taking my wife because, you know, I wasn't joking when I say she'd ask me to watch TV and I'd sit on the couch and edit videos. I mean, I wouldn't even pay attention to TV. I'd just sit there and it'd be, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting next to her, but I'm not there. I'm not present in the moment. You know, I'm face down on my phone, editing videos, replying to messages and stuff. Um, if you don't have a supportive uh, spouse behind you, you know, or, and friends, um, you're not going to make it, man. <laughs> yeah. My, my girlfriend's been a big help too. Um, kind of getting me through actually like going through with, with posting or keeping afloat. Cause like, like, like you said, like, it takes a lot of time and then you might not be present in the moment. Now you need extra time to do your editing, getting things together. You know, it's, it's a brand that you build. It's like another little company. I've always liked to, to think of it as a kind of like a business, you know, you're, you're building it up. Uh, everybody wants to make money off of what they do online too. So it's not like, it's not like it. I mean, it's for fun. I, I, I do it for fun. I started it because it was fun, but like there's always going to be like an end goal there with it. Um, if not, I mean, we wouldn't do it, honestly. It's it's to help people and it's also uh, to build a brand of business um, as you go. Yeah, dude, there's days when I first started this, it wasn't bad. And then I started getting a little more serious. I'm like, man, this is like a second full time job. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, and I wasn't, and I didn't have no sponsors. I was begging people to come on the show, and I still beg people to come on the show. But like, I was like begging for anything, just like I felt weird asking. It's like it, just to put something out there. It's like it's a second full time job. And I tried to get my wife and my younger son to help out, 
And uh, he was going to start editing some stuff, and he's kind of just like, yeah, I'm over it. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> but it's just yeah. me. I had I, I was fortunate that I did this when we had a lot of downtime. So honestly, I started at the end of 2020. So I just been like I we we had work. I mean, don't get me wrong, we had a uh, quite a bit of work, mm-hmm. but like we were really limited on our on our time. Like there was like the lockdown, the curfews, like all this other stuff. And at the time, I was living alone. So like I had all the time in the world. So I was like, you know, I saw Tito, I saw Chris uh, Stevens, and I binge watched a lot of that stuff because I had free time. I wanted to learn more about, you know, what I do at work because they do like some of the same stuff that that I see. And then I was like, you know, like I like editing. I like uh, photo editing, you know, uh, recording stuff here and there because I've always been, uh, I guess, like a like a tech nerd too. Like I'm good with computers. I did all the branding logos advertising everything for our business you know with my dad i did all that stuff for him because he didn't know how to do any of that stuff he was like you know i need a i need a business card i need a logo i need uh the van wrapped and there i go on my computer and i'm designing the stuff uh making the logos finding somewhere to get all this printed out or or done and i was like i can do some of that you know and you know that turned into the social media thing then that turned into the youtube thing and it's been fun yeah, man, you are absolutely killing it, dude. I, I mean, I followed you probably from the get-go as soon as you came about. Um, like I said, I, I had a personal Instagram, and, you know, I followed a lot of guys, and I transitioned over to making one for, you know, my work stuff and just yeah. kind of from there. But I've always been a huge fan of you, Chris, Steven, Tito. I mean, everybody, all the, you know, the original guys, dude. And I'm like, it, it's just – it's a cool community, man. I've, I've met all these people. I've met you. I've met Chris. You know, I've met – I've met Rick for Make Sure Your Survival. I mean, I've met so many Gil Cave. I met some of these guys, and they're they're like really my friends. Like, I have their phone numbers in my phone. Like, you know, I can text yeah. them, I know reply if they have a question. I can call them up and answer a question. I mean, Gil gives me advice on podcasts and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just an amazing group of people that are right, really out there. And it, these guys are approachable, though. That's the great thing. I mean, they'll talk to you. You know, answer your questions. It's, it's great. Yeah, man. Like uh, even before I started posting. Oh, thanks, Bill. <laughs> uh, even before I started posting, I was like, you know, I need I need help with a few things here and there. And I was like, I was I would sometimes second guess some of the work that I was doing or, you know, some of the issues I've seen, because sometimes you go to a customer like in, in refrigeration or, or HVAC or whatever it is that you do. You go to a customer and they give you that famous line that's like, well, it was working before, you know, make it work, you know. Uh, and I'm like, no, it's it's either not installed right. It's not, you know, there's something wrong with the unit. So I, I would go and ask Chris Stevens, you know, the Ricks, the, you know, Rick uh, from HVACR Survival, Steve, you know, all these guys, and they're really quick to answer. And I was nobody at the time. And, and I'm asking them questions about work. And they're like, no, I think this, or I think that, or this is wrong, or yeah, you're right about that. And it was a big help just on a, technical level because i could ask them questions that i don't maybe uh know because i don't have somebody locally that i can talk to about it you can go online now go on youtube go on instagram Uh, i even found some good guys over on tiktok and if you have questions about you know the stuff that you're seeing or stuff that you don't know you can go and ask and they're willing to help you uh, no matter who you are 
Yeah, I stumble upon some guys on TikTok all the time. I mean, I love the refrigeration man, eight, 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 eight. He's found, I think he's out in like Oklahoma or something. He's just like kind of like a little roughneck dude and he's just out here killing it. But I mean, he takes pride in what he does, but he, he jokes around quite a bit too. He's a pretty funny dude. Um, yeah, the whole the whole TikTok space is is funny because it's it's a lot of like comedy or, or you know it, it's quick content. You're scrolling quicker on TikTok than in, on any of the other platforms. So I don't think I've seen that guy, but I've I've come across like so many that you know do the funny stuff or do the quick tips. Um, and there's so much like information out there. Like there's there's a group on YouTube, there's a group on TikTok, there's a group on Instagram, and I'm sure there's more out there i just haven't you know it's hard to see them all there's so many uh content creators now for the trades and it's it's a good thing to see though yeah it's absolutely great thing to see i mean try to get out there i mean i did a career fair um last week at my youngest son's school my oldest son actually graduated from there too and me and my oldest son he's one of my apprentices he's been here a year and we actually went in there did career day he got out of work for the day and i was like hey make sure you're wearing a work shirt so this fool shows up in some jordan's some white shorts and a black uh, Lunar Service Group T-shirt. He's like, I'm wearing a work shirt. I was like, well, you're wearing shorts. There's this going to be a corporate. You're, you look like you just you, you you're a student here, dude. <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty cool. That's funny. We had a lot of interest from the, the the juniors and seniors didn't want nothing to do with us, but the younger ones, you know, the junior high kids, you know, seventh through tenth, those kids were interested. And I had fun with it. I mean, I wasn't getting a lot of interest. So they'd come by and I'd take the press tool and I'd, you know, add the RLS press tool out there and that, and I'd, I'd make it go off. And the kids would be like, you know, they'd be freaking out because it's making noise. Like, what's that? You know? So I'd explain to them, you know, what it is and what it does. And it was a really cool experience. I had a blast. You know, I started messing around with kids and started jumping with them. And once I got comfortable, it was, it was it was a cool thing to do. So I look forward to doing more stuff like that. But it's just trying to get the trades out there, dude. We, it, it, it's so weird that no one knows exactly, especially, you know, your family's a kitchen business. I mean, you just happen to do the refrigeration HVAC side of it. Your dad does yeah. the cooking side of it. You guys are a small business. You're out there killing it. But, like, people don't know this industry really exists. They know about HVAC guys. They know about plumbers. They know about electricians. But when it comes to guys going into the restaurants, they're like, oh, that's a job? I'm like, <laughs> dude, if you knew how much money I make doing this, you'd second guess, you know, that comment. <laughs> Yeah, man. And that's why I really appreciate it. And I supported what you did because mm-hmm. that's something that I see my dad doing. It's something that I started in. I was a helper. I was, a, a you know, I went to get parts and changed out, you know, little things like uh, thermal piles, uh, high limits, you know, knobs, you know, all the other little things. And he taught me how to check um, like for like a routine maintenance and stuff like that, because they do a lot of the uh, uh, inspections and stuff, you know, when they come down and, and check on them and stuff. There we were always out there, and we've always and we, we've been fortunate enough to be, uh, or to have good, a lot of good work because we have a lot of like chains. So like, you get one one of these customers, they give you like ten to twenty stores. We we've been fortunate enough for that, and I learned really quick. You know, inspection time gets really busy. Uh, we got to check you know this or that, and then uh, I started in it. So like I said, I appreciate what you are doing by putting it out there because like you said there is a a spotlight on the hvac more so than like hot side kitchen Mm -hmm. work and it's it's a little more uh dirty it's a little dirtier than you know the the regular hvac work that they see yeah that's it's crazy because i'll record something and it's greasy nasty like oh this is gonna be great it's gonna be cool and then in the background you hear the music for the store and it says you know (laughs) it's an ad for the store 
or on the ground the entire time is a cup. It's black and gold. And people go, oh, I know where that's at. That's Buffalo Wild Wings. So I can't put that video out there because it shows yeah. a mess or something. It's not going to portray the customer in the best light. So dude, I got a phone full of stuff I can't even use. I'm like, I just need like plucked like a bunch of B-roll stuff out of there. I, I see Rick on HGR Smile sometimes. He's like, he's like blurs stuff. I'm like, man, it's got to be a pain in the butt to do, man. <laughs> yeah, I've tried doing that. He's, he's actually caught some of mine where I forgot to blur something. You know, because it's everywhere. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there there signs or there uh, deals for the day. Uh, like you said, some a lot of their stuff is um, they have their logo on everything, right? A stamp, so, a stamp napkin on the ground can give away where you. Yeah, I'm like, this is stupid. exactly so. <laughs> so he 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 caught me on a few of those that he's like, oh, you should blur that out. Uh, so I've been trying to do that. That's why a lot of mine, are, I just record outside if I'm on the roof or something like that. Or if I'm inside a walk-in box, then I can do, you know, something in there too. But uh, they're all pretty distinct. If, if a guy works in one, they know that like, oh, I've been there. I know what that is, you know. So you got to be careful. That was like my funnest thing to do was watching Chris Stevens videos is like guessing where he's at. Because like, oh, that's a Red Robin. That's, that's this. That's this. <laughs> like, I'm just like naming where he's at just because I've been in them yeah i always like, it's, it's kind of funny though because some people do guess like based on tiles and stuff on my videos dude, i'm I, like well you know you're close but it's actually you know a different it's fast food but it's a different fast food chain but yeah that people try to guess all the time yeah i can i can almost pick up just about any restaurant by the tiles um now that a lot of them are going to like the epoxy floors it's kind of hard but <laughs> oh yeah i'm sick of uh tiles busting up so under fryers that grease Ever since they went to that trans fat free oil, I mean, that stuff like eats grout, eats tile, it <laughs> holds it down. Dude, I've got stores where you can't pull the fryers out because the tile's gone. And, you know, the, the wheels on the fryer are flat. You know, there's flat spotted from sitting so long and then you can't drag them out. It's just a nightmare. Yeah. Like you said, like uh, it doesn't put them in a good light if you're uh, posting that stuff and it, it sucks, but that's the reality because they're going to be, you know, especially fast food or anything that does a lot of, uh, fried foods there's no way to get it all out like we we've tried really hard to do like maintenance on some of them uh we we try to clean as much as we can you know and it's it just it it gets in everything and i remember when i used to be in those tight kitchens now i do more of these open style fast food areas you know the they're not so close to the fryers or there's a big open space or something like that but i remember being in those cramped kitchens and then being like you you get your skin on on something on a unit that has some oil or or grease on it it just sticks to you and then you're trying to peel it off get it all over your clothes like it's a it's a nightmare to get off but you know that's kitchen refrigeration that's kitchen work you know it's part of the the job description oh it's a blast i love it man because you never know what you're gonna get into um it's you know when i first started i did hot side only i didn't want to do refrigeration then i want to do refrigeration i just keep growing i want to do more and more and more and it, it's just the variety you never know you never know who you're going to see what the problem is you may work on four fryers one day but you may work on four different manufacturers that may do it four different ways i mean it's just the variety is what really keeps me intrigued and keeps me uh, wanting to come back every day and it's a ch- it's a challenge, just like how I like to be challenged on what I do in, in the HVAC world. My dad deals with that, too. And uh, they get a lot of fryers that, you know, they have computers and everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys 
don't recognize or can't go from one brand to another and and troubleshoot it. My dad ends up having to, you know, he learned he learned all this stuff. He was an electrician that came over to the food uh, service industry because he had an opportunity and they they wanted him at this at this uh, business. And he took it. He learned on his own. He went to all the trainings. You know, I remember he flew out a lot to get these in-person trainings and stuff. And it's a challenge, too, on the on the food service side, because like everything is constantly changing. Uh, like I said, you got computers in there now. A lot of guys don't know how to work on this stuff or not. They're not trained properly. So my dad has has had to go behind people. And it's always something simple or something that could have been addressed the first time. But like you got to really be on top of your game, uh, even on the kitchen side. And that's why he gets like you said, he gets the big bucks, you know, that hot side keeps us in business even if my uh side of the business is slow or anything like that like the food service side is never slow like they're cooking all year round they're they're they need the you know that's what they need to keep the customers coming you know that's that's the main part of it is these restaurants fast food change uh fast food chains and all on all, all that stuff he's actually been asked to come out five six hours because you know the company out there couldn't figure it out or something like that so either way you got to be on top of your game you gotta it's a good business to be in and honestly like without that side you know we wouldn't be making as much as we are yeah that's a good point i mean i you know i started off with electrician too so that's really cool hearing your dad you know started the same way um mm-hmm. yeah i'm in the same boat as him man like i i drove four hours to work on a food truck for a chick-fil-a um, the fryers with some test fryers for you know, they hooked to the internet. They're having issues. I drove there, worked on it for an hour and a half. Then I followed this food truck two hours further away from where I was at and watched them cook until they ran out of food and then drove five and a half hours home. The manufacturer paid all of it. I was like, you just mm-hmm. paid like 15 hours. And all I did was like, I made a couple of adjustments and the thing ran perfect. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, well, our guys there couldn't figure it out. So we needed you. I was like, all right, I'll take it, man. It's, it's fun. It's it, when you have customers or manufacturers that reach out and want that out of you, it's just like, it's like, yeah, you know, it starts to eat a little bit. It makes it makes you happy. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really proud of my dad for for starting this business. Uh, like I said, he didn't know this uh, this trade specifically. Like he came from being an electrician. You know, he wanted to, or he was given an opportunity to do this, the the hot side, the kitchen work, and he took it, and then he became you know, head honcho at his, his business. He was, or at that other uh, company uh, because they wanted him in charge of everything. He, he took over that company. Now he didn't like it because he's not a guy that can be in the office all the time. They wanted him and they would get after him to stop going out that they needed him in the office. They needed him overlooking everything. And that's what kind of drove him to, to open up his own business. But, you know, he learned all that on his own. He took it, ran with it, worked his way up. He was like a, I forget what, I don't know if it's a FESA or, or one just here with the with the company he was at, but he won awards. He was like tech of the year and all that stuff. So super proud of him. Um, like I said, I started on that side and it's a big part of our business and it keeps us busy. Even if like, let's say I don't get any AC calls, you know, for a few days or something, we're always going to have that, that hot side. I, I, I do think, because people ask me, is it good to know both or a good to know or a good trade to be in? Uh, food service is just one of those things that will always be in demand. 
Nasty wants to know where you got that shirt at. At reliablehvacr.net. <laughs> Go get that plug in there. Yeah. So, of course. Uh, you know, when COVID hit, like everyone freaked out. Like, oh, you know, all these restaurants are going to close. And, you know, some yeah. closed, some didn't. But, dude, we they told us, like, okay, you know, we don't want the guys to go out and work a bunch of hours. You know, 30, 32 to 35 hours, where would the guys stay at? Dude, I worked more hours when COVID came than I ever had. Like, I was working like 65, 70 hour weeks. And then all of a sudden, someone's seen it at corporate. They're like, hey, you got to stop this. He can't work these hours. We don't want these guys working like this. And they're like, well, the other guys only want to work four days a week. He wants to work. Our customers need us. And they just kind of let me be. Yeah. I never slowed down. I got busier with it. You know, it was it was a different environment, though. I mean, you go into restaurants, there's nobody in there. They were drive-thru only or delivery, or they come out to the car. It was so, so nice. <laughs> yeah, because you like you could just do whatever. They had music blasting in there. They were just having fun. Yeah. Environment. Um, yeah, I still remember the first time I pulled up to a Taco Bell and it said dining room closed, drive through and uh, food delivery orders only. And I was like, here we go. And it just, it was, it was, it was, it was such a weird time, but like I, I'm, I'm an introvert or, you know, I like being by myself a lot. So I, I love the hell out of it. Uh, you know, nobody was in your way, you know, you could work on anything, you know, it, it was really nice to work during that time. Um, it was a little scary obviously but uh we had the same you know down here where i mean obviously they did a lockdown they did a whole curfew thing but like you know they were like we need you to come out here because we're still gonna do like you said drive through or pick up you know this stuff ain't gonna fix itself so we still had a bunch of work uh it might have slowed down for like a week at the most while they were trying to figure out you know all the the rules and everything but you know the next week, you know, we were out there and we stayed busy, but I think, I think state to state, it might've been different. Cause like people in California told me that it kind of sucked over there, that they had like real lockdowns and they weren't working. But like here in Texas, we stayed, like I said, maybe a week at the most off trying to figure things out and then right back to it. And I was working like late nights and everything during that time. Yeah. I'm like you. People are like, oh, you're on the internet. You know, you must be a people person. I'm like, no, man, this is like completely like foreign to me. Like, this is a lot. So the first time I went to AHR, I like, I wouldn't talk to nobody. I like, I followed who's your HBAC friend, <laughs> Dave. I just like, followed around like the lost puppy dogs. I didn't know what I was doing. He was like, go over here and talk to him. Go over here and talk to him. Like, shooing me off, you know. It, it really helped me come out of like my shell. But like, really, my normal mode is like, leave me alone. I'm just going to do my thing and go which is kind of weird because I train a lot of new people, but it's just, I don't know. I'd rather just be left alone and get to it. And that's, that's like how I am too. And um, I'm a little bit spoiled because like, I, like you said, you do training and, and stuff like that where you have to, but like I, I work for myself. I could just, you know, do my own thing and not ever talk to anybody, but I had to learn that side of it, of the business from my dad, because he is such a people's person. Mm -hmm. He walks in these, places and like immediately he's like we're best friends you know best friend with this person that person the the cooks the waiters the managers the area managers everybody knows my dad and always ask me hey where's your dad where's your dad you know like that's that's the type of person he is and i had to learn that i'm not as good as he is like i'll never be like or I'll, i mean I'll, I'll always try to be but i'm not like him but I, I had to learn that and I had to be friendly, I had to open up, go in and talk to these uh, managers and e anybody, cooks, waiters, 
for a little bit, you know, you get there, what's going on or, you know, how's, how's business? How's this? How's it going? How's your day going? Anything like that. And then before you leave, you know, uh, talk to them, uh, see what they're, see if they're happy, you know? And I always tell people, cause we run a business. They're like, I'm thinking of opening a business. How, what, like some advice that I would give them and stuff like that. And that's one of them, right. Is, is talking to everybody. Because a lot of the questions I get are like, how do I get more business? Well, if you talk to these cooks, these waiters, funny thing is they're all looking for promotions. They're all going to be a manager at some point. They're all going to be working at another location if they're not happy there or they get relocated, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be like, hey, this guy was really cool to me. He did great work. I want him at this location. So that's another thing that people might not think about is like yeah we have to be people's person people persons i don't know how to say that but we have to be friendly with everybody as uh that customer service side but then it also benefits you when you get recommendations referrals and stuff like that so there's there's a good side to both parties i guess yeah i tell everybody everyone's like oh you're a totally different person with your uniform on i'm like yeah that's my superhero (laughs) costume man and i am like uh, if I have that uniform on, I try to be nice to everybody because you represent the company. You know it is. Oh, yeah. You wear your uniform or your T-shirt or whatever you wear. And it's branded for, you know, reliable kitchen. You know, and you like, hey, I got to go in here. I got to put this face on. And you don't want to be yeah. like that. You don't want to be mean to somebody and they see that name on your company, you know, your shirt. They go out there and blast you for being mean. And, dude, I have a blast now. At first, it was rough. And my son's the same way. He's been doing it a year. And he's getting a little better. But he's still like, he's 20 years old. He's just like, I don't want to talk to people. I'm kind of, you know it is what it is but you know it's just you have to interact with these people man and there's nothing better than like sitting on a cook's line and people are cracking jokes and shit and like yeah. you try to like stick one in there and see if they catch it and see if they interact and if they interact you're like okay i'm in so and you start you know joking around and goofing off and i i have a lot of fun though with this job i mean i'll joke with the little lunch ladies to the you know the teenagers on the line flipping burgers or whatever i'll i'll play around with anybody but once i'm home it's like leave me alone <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's kind of the environment that, I, that I'm seeing, too, is like, you know, you go in there and the cooks, the cooks want to talk to you. They, they'll joke around with you. And uh, it's just a matter of you, like, engaging in that conversation, because like before, I'm like, I'm just here to fix something. I don't want to talk, you know, and uh, you open up and they're, they're nice to you as, as long as you're nice to them. They might feed you, you know, they might give you a little something, but um, that's that's what it's about. And like you said, like you're wearing the business name at that point, wherever you work. So if they don't, if they don't like you, if, if there's, you know, something wrong or they, they catch or they just, they'll, they'll talk about you basically. Mm-hmm. Cause I've had that happen too. They go to my dad and they're like, well, this guy, he was here and he took off. I mean, he fixed it, but he didn't say anything to us or he didn't talk to us or something like that. Like I've gotten those complaints before. Mm-hmm. And it's it was weird to me, and I'm like, all right, next time I'll you know strike up a conversation or something. Yeah, I try to over communicate. Anything I've done, um, you know, I'm like, hey, who's in charge? And then you explain it to them, like, oh, I'm just a shift manager. I'm like, well, I asked who was in charge. Well, I'm a shift manager. I'm like, do you pay the bill? Well, no, let me get somebody else. And so I try to tell as many people as possible we can, just because I've had people calling. Well, you guys didn't check out. Well, I talk, you know, I put my paperwork now. I talk to Chris. I talk to Mike. I talk to Adrian. So I talk to three people. Ask them three people and, you know, they'll go, oh, yeah, he did check out them. It's good. Yeah. Just yeah. cover your butt. I mean, you know, Jason always talks about, you know, CYA, you know, over explaining things and 
talking to stuff. And, you know, you brought up the – you never know where someone's going to end up. And Rich is a huge fan of that. Dude, he's had people follow him around from restaurant to restaurant and call him. And that's a humongous part of it. Yeah, we've had that. It's happened time and time again. Like, somebody will call us, and then, like, we, we meet up with them to to either give out a quote or do a walkthrough of their restaurant or whatever it is. And then I, I, I see them. I'm like, man, you look so familiar. They're like, yeah, I used to be the cook over here at this location. I'm like, dude, like, what's up? And you never know because these guys, they they work up or, you know, they get in there. You might see them as a cook. The next time you see them, they're a manager or a lot of hospital work that we do here. Um, the people in charge, they, they get relocated. So then like a couple cities over, we start getting calls from another hospital and it's the same person that we had. At, at this other location and it referrals and recommendations go a long way. Yeah, man. Word of mouth is your biggest sale. I mean, it can ruin, it can make you or break you. Um, oh yeah. It just, just take care of your customers and, you know, try to be as nice as you can and, you know, everything else kind of fits into place. So I believe yeah, that there, there, there's no hiding unless you go in unmarked vans, unmarked uh, uniforms, like, like you said, good or bad. So if you're bad, customer if your customer service is bad then they're they're going to know that they're going to be like this company is not friendly doesn't you know communicate well you know stuff like that so when you put that uniform on and you go out there you got to make sure that you represent it to the best of your ability yep yep always stay humble so i uh man i've seen guys going there with the biggest attitudes and they can fix everything but you know what piss off <laughs> customers and they don't want you back i mean yeah, just so you fix it doesn't mean, you know, they care care for you or care to have you back. So there, there's different things that I've learned of talking to these, especially the managers and stuff, the ones that hire you. I go in there and I used to I went to school and I, I, I learned a lot on my own and I felt really good. I felt pretty cocky at times and, and, and you know, being able to fix anything. And a lot of times I was going behind people and fixing things. So I felt really good about myself. But. The, cu- the customers don't want to don't want to see that cockiness too much or they don't want you to bash on previous companies or anything like that. So before I would be like, oh, this company did this, you know, I fixed it this way or whatever. I had to kind of tone that down and just c- kind of cut that out completely. And I've talked to other guys that, that run businesses, too, and they're like, no, that, that's that is unprofessional. Mm-hmm. So there, there's an attitude on your end, too, is like, you know, don't be cocky, like you said. Uh, just because you can fix anything or if you go behind somebody, you know, keep kind of keep that uh, to yourself. Like, yeah, I fixed it or, or whatever, but don't relay that to the customer. Because then like if you talk bad about a previous company, a previous tech, that looks bad on you, actually. So I've, I've learned that one because there was a manager that that happened with with me and my dad because we were like, you know, we didn't like the company that was there before, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest. But we kind of caught ourselves like talking a little bit too much about the previous company and that turned them off too. So we had to learn that balance that out and kind of cut that out of that, that equation. Yeah. So if I call up a customer, I mean a company that's bad or whatever, Jim, like, oh, maybe they're just having a bad day or, you know, maybe they weren't trained on this or maybe they just, they just didn't understand, you know, yeah. I try to try to be nice. I can about it. You know, I got to the truck. I'm calling my coworkers. Like, man, this guy's a freaking idiot, dude. I don't know what they call this guy, but you know, you never say that in front of the customer. <laughs> Yeah, you got to watch what you what you say. Be professional, respectful, um, and like right here, uh, Quentin Webb was saying that he talks to everybody like they're in the trade because you never know who you're talking to. 
I had to balance that too because before I felt like I was being too technical. Then I tried to dumb it down. But then like I don't want to be like I don't know, like either one way too much. So I try to talk to them and, and I'll I'll be honest with them. I'll tell them what I find, whether it's just something super simple or, or something complicated, you know, take the time to explain to them because they might not know how their equipment works, but maybe they've talked to enough HVAC guys where they kind of know, like mm -hmm. if you're trying to pull one over on them. So we, we've had that too, where we go to places and they're like, now this other company there, they were uh, charging us for refrigerant every month and they never told us there was a leak or anything. I was like, all right, let me go check it out. You know, they, they catch on to things because to me, I like some people in the past might have gotten away with, you know, just being super general or just being over the top technical, trying to confuse the customer, stuff like that. So be honest, because a lot of times these customers, especially now that they have YouTube and different things that they can look at, too, because this is all public, um, they might know a thing or two and they might catch on to you. I've known a lot of companies that lose business because they um, don't explain things to the customers or they think that they might not know something like i said that company was just charging for a refrigerant they never looked for the leak or anything like that and then they catch on they catch on a lot quicker nowadays yep so brett wants to know how do we deal with when you're mad at the customer so i just <laughs> i have anger issues and i <laughs> the problem is i don't do it with the customer like if I get that point where I'm just frustrated or mad, I go out to my truck, I try to get away for a minute, but um, I never let the customer see me mad. Um, you know, sometimes I may, you know, drop my shoulders, slump my shoulders and get, you know, a little down on myself, but I try not to let the customer see that. I don't know what you do when you get in those situations, but um, I just try not to let the customer see it. I don't show it. I don't raise my voice. I don't. Yeah. I mean, you just got to try to keep a smile on your face and keep going. I mean, sometimes it gets pretty bad, but. I try not to get that way. That that comes up a lot, honestly, because you know they get upset with you over something that is out of out of your control or whatever it may be. My dad was a, uh, and I kind of get it from him. He's a little little bit of a hothead, you know. <laughs> he doesn't like to be told certain things, and I think he had to learn, you know, running a business too, how to how to deal with that. Uh, whereas before, he was like, oh, you know forget this we're out or whatever but you you really it's like with anything you got to be professional because anything you say anything you do towards them you know they're not going to forget it they're going to tell other people that's your reputation all that stuff so you don't want you don't want to give them any reason to talk bad about you or you know catch you doing something basically so yeah we if we have a customer like that you know we we try to work with them I think we do try to work with them a little too much, but we've kind of learned where the cutoff point is. And we just tell them, you know, respectfully, if you want to call another company, go right ahead. You know, this might not be working for either one of us. And sometimes you got to take a loss because they, they're going to argue that that last invoice or whatever it is that you did. But it, it's not going to be worth it because we had that one time we were we were getting well, it's it's happened several times, honestly, but. The last one I can remember, it was, I was recommending, you know, a lot of stuff because their equipment was beat to shit, honestly, like leaking condenser coils, uh, bad compressors. And I was telling them they need to replace, it's, it's better to replace the unit than to fix it. 
and things like that. And then we, they were getting into arguments with us and stuff like that. So we told them, you know, respectfully, we're going to just leave the work or we're going to leave, you know, take a little loss on some invoices and stuff like that. But, you know, just don't, don't lose your cool because they'll use it against you for sure. Yeah. I'd love to fire a customer. <laughs> There's some, some guys I know, I've, you know, I followed for years on social media and does like some gear stuff or some tactical gear stuff. And dude, it, it clearly says in his stuff, this is all custom made to order. There's a three month wait time for we'll even get to make your order. If you call or email before like 120 days wanting a status update, I will cancel your order and refund you. And it's anything. He'll have people like reach out to him like three days later. Hey, is my order done yet? And he, he makes videos just like ranting and like going off. He says their name or email address. I'm like, dude, oh. nuts, man. I'm like, no, I wouldn't go that far. But uh, yeah, we, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, he does it. He gets away with it, man. But I don't know how he does it. Well, that, that, that's, that's social media for you, right? Like, yeah. uh, that's how it is. But, uh, you know, we, and we had that, that difficulty at the beginning where we would try to la- like please our customer a little too much yeah, to where, much. you know, yeah. To where like, it, it would have been better if we had just let them go uh, a long time ago because we're trying to bend over backwards, give them better prices, you know, do little, uh, favors for them you know real expectations on like when you can get there and stuff yeah and it, it just gets it gets to you so if anybody you know if you're in the trade if you're opening up a, a business or anything like that like just know your your limits because we took on way too much work when we started too and then we made too many promises and you know they wanted and that's another thing you got to remember how or keep track of you got to be friendly with these managers and people, but you can't be like too friendly uh, to work because they're going to ask you for discounts. They're going to ask you for like a lot of stuff. You got to put your foot down. You know, this is a price. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very adamant about that. Like I've, I've had this discussion with my dad too. Like, no, we need to charge this. This is the price. You know, if it's not worth it, it's, it's we're not going to make money. There's no way around it. So you got to be careful with that stuff. So Sam wants to know how old your dad is. Uh, dude, I just had that question the other day. Let me do the math. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you don't want to be the cheapest. Six, in your- 61. And he's still out there turning wrenches and getting dirty every day. Uh, dude, we, we, we try to get him out of there, dude. Like, like I can't wait for him to retire. Like, as a, as a son, as a son, I can't wait for him to retire. Because, uh, like, he is out there. And I'm, I get after him. I'm like, dude, get off the roof. Like, he wants to work all the time even if it's my uh my stuff like hvac stuff and uh but like as as like a co-worker or somebody that that i work with i love having him there like he's he's very knowledgeable he helps me figure out a lot of stuff because you know he's very smart um he's very good on, on about thinking on his feet you know i run into a lot of issues and i'm like i don't know what to do and then him not even knowing hvac he's like why don't we try this or why don't we try that i'm like damn that that might work so like i like working with him but man, like he he's on that roof with us. Uh, he's out there working late nights still, and I I, I mean, pretty soon he's in, he's gonna have to take a backseat, you know. But for now, he's still out there. He loves he loves what he does. He loves working. Even when I get after him, he's like, no, I like I want to be out there. So it is what it is. Quentin says his dad's seventy two in November and still working. <laughs> I feel I'll like be- that'll be my dad too, man. 
I'll be the same way. I always talk about like coming out of the field and going to the office and doing some stuff. I'm like, man, I don't know if I really want to do that. I'm like, can I like do both? Like work in the field two or three days a week and work in the office the other two or, you know, and I don't I, know. I need to, I need to get him on something like that, but he hates it. He hates being in the office. I, I do all the paperwork. I do all the invoicing and billing and stuff like that. So, you know, I get, I get that office plate, but he likes to be out there. That's cool. That's, that's awesome. Man. Um, so the guy I call my dad's really my stepdad. Um, and he, he was 20 years older than my, my, my mom. I mean, he was older and he got me into this field. He went, when he got me the job where I started at, he retired from Mary and went to work for himself. He, and he just did a few schools and some local bars and stuff. And he, he started to grow before he got sick and, you know, died. But, um, it'd be cool to work with my dad, you know, you know, work side by side. And when he got sick, he called my company. We went out and ran some calls for him to cover some customers. You know, he had some stuff he couldn't get to. He wanted, he felt bad when he was going. So, and I went and did some of that stuff and I was calling him, but you know, it'd been a different story to be working side by side with my dad. Um, you know, my son's one of my apprentices, my trainees and the days I work with my son, it's, it's a blast. I joke around with him. Um, you know, we do some installs together we do some service work at night together. Uh, he calls me every day, you know, second guessing himself because he's only been doing it a year. And, you know, I give him a hard time, but um, I, I, I enjoy working with my son. So I could see, you know, working with your dad being an absolute blast too. That's awesome. I don't, I don't take it for granted. And uh, just to answer Zach real quick, I, I do both. So I'm out there too. I just do the office stuff after hours. Um, but yeah, like I don't take it for granted. I love working with him. Granted, when we started the business, I worked with him every day or at least every week when we kind of divided and i started doing hvac i like we were still working together we would have our our lunches together you know i kind of miss that stuff but like now we're so damn busy you know we're running our own calls and we're on opposite sides like we cover at least two hours each way i'm in the middle point two hours each way so like today i had to get to a call that was like 30 to 40 minutes away because everybody else was like too far away. Like, you know, two hours, one way, two hours, the other way. So, you know, it's, it's cool working with them. And like I said, at the beginning, we worked a little more together, but now we're, we're just so damn busy. So Angel Morales, HVACR, was know how to get better at hot side. Um, it's just practice, man. Just like everything else was repetition. Um, there's some resources out there. There's a lot of uh, manufacturer online training. So if you notice you're seeing a lot of a certain manufacturer, get on their website um, and they may have some stuff listed there or you can email the service department. Sometimes they have some stuff they can send you as far as training. Um, but don't be scared to reach out to manufacturers. They, they'll help you out just like everything else. They want uh, the equipment to be running and they want you to fix it professionally because the more that equipment's down, the worse they look. So they're going to help you just like the HVC companies, refrigeration companies. They want you to get that equipment fixed as fast as possible because it makes them look better. Yeah, and I've been told like just look at it the same way you look at like anything on the HVAC side. Like it's it's gas, it's mechanical mostly. The only thing you might have issues with is like if it's a computer or something. Control. Which, yeah. Yeah, it's... which like my my dad does that. I've seen him do it. It it's it's just like like you said, uh, training yourself or getting out there and getting the resources. Because like I said, my dad learned on his own. And he mm-hmm. got into it and he took advantage of it. Yeah, it, it, some of these these computers on these things are amazing. But also, if you want you to know how to work them, they're great troubleshooting tools too because you can test each individual component. Say, okay, I got a solenoid valve not working. You can energize that. You can go to that solenoid valve and hey, I got voltage. The valve's bad. 
you know, it, it's pretty cool. Some of the stuff you can do with them. Yeah. And I talked to him about it. Like I'll ask him like, cause like I said, when he gets called out, sometimes it's usually for somebody that couldn't fix it or something like that. If it's like a out of town call and I ask him and he, it's usually always something simple. He's like, no, it was something simple. I was like, I did a few things and got it going. So I want to get back into it myself. Cause like I said, I used to just change out parts. Mm-hmm. Didn't really know what I was doing too much, but I do want to get back into it myself and, and kind of get into the, at least being able to do a little bit of the hot side. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always, it's always good. And you're worth more. I don't know if it was when you, I had you guys on, somebody said, it's always good to know more and, and you're worth more to your company. You know, the more things you can do. So there's that incentive as well. Yeah. The more you can do, the more you worth. That's for being sure. Especially, you know, working for a company. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, because we because we have a guy that does both, and like he's so valuable to us. Because like if I can't get to an HVAC call, he goes and, and looks at it, and he's able to fix most of them. And then if my dad can't get to a hot side call, he goes and he can fix you know pretty much anything. Yeah, it's weird. So generally, you'll you'll get a guy that's really good at hot or really good at cold. He can kind of do the other, but to get someone that's really proficient at both, where you can just let him go, is kind of like a it's like the golden ticket, man. Um, if you get someone that can do both, they're worth their weight in gold, and you gotta do what you gotta do to keep them around. Yeah, um, yeah, I love having him around. He's actually my uncle, and my dad trained him, and <laughs> I've trained him a little bit on HVAC, and he's learned along the way just from working at other companies and stuff. And like, he he is so valuable to us because like, he might not be the best at either one, right? If he gets stuck, he'll call my dad or he'll call me, but I can walk him through. He knows enough to do you know, most of the work. Yeah. So blogger, um, Jason wanted a week off. I think he's kind (laughs) of, he's missing football on Thursday. So I think he's watching football (laughs) with his wife. And then um, Rich got hung up at work today. You know how it is, man. Uh, You get hung up and sometimes you just can't make it. So I'm fortunate enough where I just tell my work, Hey, I have to be home by this time. I record this time. And you know, they, uh, they're pretty cool with it. Most of them stuck on something crazy. So most of the time I can get out of it though. Got to keep one uh, in the back pocket in case you can't come on, though. <laughs> so, so we got Zaw in here. So, well, I won't keep you too much longer. There's a couple things I did want to ask you about. You've been kind of teasing about this HVAC nice thing, and I know you're not going to spill all the beans, but I got to know a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah, if you if you guys you know listening or, or watching, I have a or I there's an HVAC nights channel and instagram if you guys want to go follow and stay tuned i'm trying to work on something there uh it's just going to be some fun content type of stuff i'm I'm still working out the details i just want you know there to be you know some people following and kind of keep on keeping up with that i'll keep uh updating you guys on the details but um it's going to be fun uh the only thing is like you said like football season started so it's kind of hard to get some stuff going and get you know these commitments and stuff but you know we'll make it happen that'll it'll be very very soon is this channel number three for you i don't remember dude (laughs) so if you don't know oh yeah because i do the the content one because i get asked all the time like how do i do my content um should i do it and i started a channel for content creation that's just like for fun for me like i'll get to it when i get to it I've, i've been really busy this year so i'm trying to post post on it but like that's just from like I said, guys asking me so much, like, and, and I, I encourage it. I want guys posting about whatever work they do because we need it. Uh, a lot of guys, 
either need the help or need uh their kids and they 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 see it you know if you if you show it in a good light or that it's cool or that it makes you good money like i want more kids to know about it so i'm always telling people you know go for it and i'm an, i'm an open book if you want to know how i do my stuff i'm going to start you know posting about it telling people you know what worked for me basically yeah i've learned quite a few things off of there like the watermark thing people stealing your stuff you know how to how to make it like the opacity of it i was like oh i didn't know i could do that so now i'm like i'm doing that you know making it put in a, you know i don't know yeah after after i posted that uh somebody messaged me and he was so upset because his he doesn't even have a tiktok and somebody told him that all like his videos are, are popping up and that account's getting a whole bunch of followers and he's like what the hell he's like i should have watermarked my stuff i'm like yeah because i and i i started doing that because my stuff gets stolen all the time right now that new logo that i had I've been seeing it pop up everywhere. And then I, on YouTube, somebody is using like my tool review shorts, you know. So I've had that happen and it's like the worst feeling. So, you know, I, I try to tell people like the, all the things that I went through, I'm trying to just kind of make people aware of it because this this content creation is, is like you said, another job, something that you invest in. It, it sucks when, you know, you get your stuff stolen. So. Yeah. I've learned a lot from you, so I always try to watch my channel. Um, I I try to catch up on my friends' YouTube channels, like when I'm on the treadmill, I'm out in my barn. I got a big TV out there, and I, I turn it on, so I'm I'm on the treadmill. I, I scroll through. I watch, you know, Chris's stuff. I watch all of your stuff. And... Yeah, I try to too, and I have a I have a a good list of guys that I watch. You know, everybody that live streams during during the week. Um, there's there's a whole bunch on YouTube, like Chris Stevens, like you said, Rick, everything HVACR. Like I just saw that comment mm -hmm. uh hvac time uh there's cooling with kraus there's Krause, hughes dude. there's hughes man i love all those guys yeah they're all great stuff man I, it's like we talked about earlier the community this community is uh it's it's pretty cool so yeah and i think ben is doing a good job you know bringing us together and motivating people i feel like after the last uh award show there was there was a there was a whole jump in content from people Dude, it, it wasn't even Friday yet. People were like stepping up their game. So you know, the show was. I like, know. <laughs> the 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 show was Sunday. The award show. We had the HR for three days. And it was like Friday. All of a sudden, these guys come out of nowhere with like bangers. I'm like, where'd these guys? Yeah. Come from? Man, like your your shit last week sucked. Now all of a sudden, it's like, man, what happened? And like these guys are stepping it up. Man. I'm excited mm -hmm. to see what's gonna happen next year. Um, with the, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's, it's gonna be a blast. I know you're not looking forward to Chicago in January, but I'm a, I'm a Texas guy, you know, going to one of the coldest places probably. And I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm going to get like, uh, I'm just going to be in shock as soon as I get there. It's going to be like an 80 degree temperature swing for you. It's going to be stupid. Oh yeah. No. You're this crap. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's still, it's like 101 when I got out, of, I got out of work right before the stream started. It was still 101. I was, I've been on roofs all day. Like it's hot. <laughs> uh not me i had a pretty uh easy day i had the training with me today we did a bunch of uh fryers not filtering I had a couple of those and uh, some other stuff so i let him get dirty he was struggling taking stuff apart and then i go down there and like i'm like no turn it this way turn your wrench this way and like he's down there and he wants to use my old blue uh my old blue channel locks i'm like and i've got you know i've got all kinipec stuff and he's like why don't you use these i'm like because those are like when i'm taking something apart it's hot and i don't want to burn up my knipex i use those 
Yeah. He's over there sliding and the teeth are all worn off. I'm like, oh, here, use this. And, you know, just showing him how to do it. It's just, it's been a blast. But, you know, some days I'm like, I don't want a trainee. I will say the dude cannot stay awake. As soon as he sits in a passenger seat, dude, he's out and it drives me nuts. I'm driving down the highway and I'm like shaking the van, trying to like bounce his head off the window. And I'm like <laughs> turning the radio up real loud. I'm slamming on the brakes. I'm like, dude, you got to stay awake. Oh, I'm trying. I'm like, dude, you didn't like make it three minutes. You ain't trying. Man, I used to be that that person. Like I, when I started working with my dad, like I said, I'll, I was proud of him. I was happy, you know, all that. But like, you know, actually going to work, I was not super enthusiastic, um, and I, I wasn't into it like the way I am now. And then now, and then I had to deal with it with my brother when he came in. I'm like, oh, now I gotta, you know, he's always up late at night. He's always sleeping in the morning, and. Uh, you know, my dad had to put up with that with me when I started. Now I got to put up with it with my brother. So <laughs> nice. So someone asked about how to make a watermark. Check out. Well, go ahead and tell them where to go find it. <laughs> well, I, I had to change the name because I didn't like the way it sounded. But it's it's keep keep it simple content. Uh -oh. um, I, I'll if you go to my channel or my Instagram, it, it's linked. So you can always go to the bio and, and just check it out. Um, as far as like, yeah, as far as that, I have videos on watermarking content, um, how I edit, how I how I go about making content. Uh, watermark is just something that you want to put on there and make it a little transparent. But you want people to know that that's your content, because like I said, I, I've always thought of it. I've always tried to think of things before they happen. That's the way I always did my channel my instagram back in the day like i would watermark stuff before I, e people even knew who i was just because i was like at some point somebody might take it and then you know it happens and it happens a lot now and now i can actually people will tell me like i i saw your video i saw your logo um and, and i watermark the videos the photos like everything like my name has to be on it yeah i put the link in the chat so it should pop up um yeah i see it um so quentin i have to hit this because i have sleep apnea so um he said hell i fall asleep in the unknown the driver so when i first started this i weighed like 220 pounds um three years later i you know ballooned up to three plus um i leave one job works more for six months they end up closing the shop i bounce around a couple of years and uh, i kept falling asleep dude i wrecked i was in like eight wrecks in a period of like 18 months dude i was i'd rear end people i drove off the road to tell mm -hmm. people to like 70 miles an hour i'd i'd fall asleep in a parking lot turning and i'd run into the yellow post i mean i just i got fired from three places and they're like man you can fix anything you're just uninsurable so if you're falling asleep driving or in the van dude get that shit checked man because that shit not only is it dangerous you be driving but it's killing you when you sleep. You quit breathing. Your heart rate skyrockets. Take care of yourself, man. Yeah, we we don't we don't like to admit any of that stuff or get help, but I mean that's some serious stuff. You got to watch out for that. Um, I don't have anything that serious. I, I used to get sleepy on on long drives. You know, somebody told me about the sunflower seed trick. I would, you know, have sunflower seeds readily available just so I wouldn't fall asleep. Recently, I got into energy drinks, but I try to get like the safer ones, you know, not the ones full of uh, full of all these other stuff. I've had some that make me feel like very weird. Yeah, I, I stay away from those. Yeah, I do zero sugar a lot. Um, so far, seeds were my go-to. Um, yeah, cup. I just spit them in the cup, drive down the road. 
Um, a lot that, of- that helped that helped me a lot when I started. Like a friend of mine told me that. I'm like, I'm going to try that. And it worked really good. Well, when I first started, I smoked, so I just chain smoked. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I just chain smoked. And now, I mean, I haven't smoked in 13 years, so it's cool. So, all right. I won't keep you on because we're approaching an hour. Um, go ahead no and do your stuff, and then we will get out of here. Well, you can find me on any platform now. I, I mostly post on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube uh, under Reliable HVACR. If you guys want to check out some new content towards you know the end of the year or maybe very soon, check out HVAC Nights on YouTube and Instagram. <laughs> and uh, I, I got some uh, I got some things planned out, so just follow me and and I'll be posting about stuff. Yep. Make sure you follow him everywhere. I'm sure you guys are because uh, I've never had this many people in here interacting. So I'm sure you guys followed him over, not me. So, um, <laughs> but make sure you guys come to uh, Chicago for NHR 2024. Uh, you'll be able to catch Adrian there. You'll be able to catch all kinds of guys there, all kinds of influencers. There's podcasts, uh, tool manufacturers, equipment manufacturers. It's an absolute blast. If you've never been to AHR, I highly, highly suggest going. Um, if you've never been to Tactical Awards, that's going to be a good time. Uh, once the tickets are released to general public, get get them fast because it's going to sell out. It sells out every year. So make sure you guys uh, check out HVAC Tactical for that. So thanks for everything. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be at the Vito booth. You already know. I've already said that, but I'll, I'll be there. It's it's a great place. I met a lot of great people at the last one. I'm going to try and be there a little longer this time. I only I think I only did one day uh, last time this this early this year. So. It's a three-day event, you know. Besides the award show, and you really need all those days to get in, uh, to get it to see everybody and to see everything. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta make sure you buddy up with some of these manufacturers because they have some pretty wild parties and a lot of fun. So, oh yeah, I gotta take advantage of all that stuff. So, all right, man, have a good night. All right, man. See you. This episode is brought to you by Vega. As an industry leader, Vega is committed to providing continued support for trades education and is a proud sponsor of the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles podcast. If you guys would, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. It really helps us grow and helps us know which direction to move in. Also, if you have any suggestions for guests, please email me at commercialkitchenchronicles at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a guest, email me. Love to have you guys on. Thanks a lot. See you next week.